0: of ramsey solutions broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studio it's the ramsey show where america hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money i'm george campbell joined this hour by rachel cruz we are your co-hosts this hour also co-hosts of another ramsey network show called smart money happy hour and we are happy to take your calls this hour at 888-825-5225 so rachel we get sent a lot of videos on uh, Instagram. Yep. People always want to know our thoughts on things, our hot takes. Yep. And uh, usually there it's things that I'm like, oh gosh, I have to, you know, it's just like terrible financial advice. But sometimes there's videos that make me smile and I go, get You get a little, yes,
1: g- a little glimmer of hope. I agree for, with that. For humanity.
0: And uh, this one is from a, a celeb. Ooh! Uh, Celeb didn't send me the video The video is of a celebrity (laughs) And I know you're basically BFFs With Matthew McConaughey
1: (gasps) Matthew, I did have him on my show He
0: was on your show, you're a big fan of his book Green Lights. And uh, this clip has popped up And it has to do with money And so I thought I'd play it for you and get your reaction to it And talk about it I can't wait You ready? Yes Let's see what he
2: has to say
3: People always say like money doesn't make you happy But it makes me very happy I mean I like to have money
2: uh, I don't think it makes you happy. Look,
4: it takes money's money's good in that it t- if you have some, it can take away a lot of stress that a lot of people have that don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to be say that I, I my rent's gonna be paid. My kids are gonna eat. Not everyone can say that. Um after that, you know, you look at certain things you need, you look at certain things that are luxuries. Mm-hmm. Um I wouldn't say it, it buys you happiness, though. It can buy you access to things you may want. And then, like anybody, you also keep an eye on those things you want because more options don't always make you happier.
0: Mm. That's good. Dang, Matthew. The way he says everything is just so cool.
1: Oh, it's just I could listen to his voice all day
0: long. He could have just said the ABCs, <laughs> and I would have been like, that was brilliant, well done. I think well that's so smart. <laughs> but the, the content it's was rich. a
1: great point, it's a great point because there's one side of the coin that everyone's like, money doesn't make you happy. It's not important. And as Zig Ziglar, which this next generation has no clue, who Zig
0: Ziglar well, is. Zig Ziglar, a uh, motivational I know, speaker. In idol. the
1: 80s. But, uh, but his quote, which I think is just so funny, is like, money's not everything, but it's right up there with oxygen. Mm. So, like, there is a level where, like, yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily bring you joy, but it brings you a level of. Peace, because you don't have stress about where your next meal is coming from. Are you going to have shelter? Even to the point that if, you know, a family member gets sick and you have money in the bank to go buy a plane ticket to go see them, like, you know, all of those things, it gives you the ability to live your life. So, yeah, on one side, people are like, no, it doesn't make you happy. And I'm like, well, no, but it does, like he said, give you access. But on the other end, if that's the only thing you live for is the number in your checking account, you are going to live a pretty empty life.
0: Yes, I think chasing happiness through stuff is never going to end well because we know that yep. money and happiness, there's not always a correlation. There's folks in third world countries who have way more joy than most Americans do. That's right. And they don't have a lot of stuff, but they still have joy, which is the end result, I would hope, of happiness, which is longer lasting. It's not this fleeting thing of like, we went on a vacation and it made us it made us happy and then we came back home and we were still miserable Right, because right. you go with you and when you have debt in your life, you know, studies have shown you're not sleeping as well. It has a physical weight on your body. And so I think that's that's kind of what's holding people back is if you're broke and in debt, it's going to be harder to be happy. Yep. That's the correlation.
1: Yes. There's going to be more stress, more anxiety naturally versus yes, if you have, if you're debt free and have an emergency fund, you have money in the bank. That money is not correlating to, oh, I have that dollar amount. So I'm automatically have a better life. It's, I have the ability to use it as a tool to better my life if or when I need it.
0: Yes. And our research team, uh, we've done this state of personal finance study now for almost two years. And uh, this is uh, over a thousand people. So it's statistically significant. We use a third party to do this. And here's some things that we found. Over a hundred million Americans now say they're struggling or in crisis with their finances. Mm-hmm. So that's about one out of three people. Yep. 50% of Americans say finances have had a negative ap- uh, impact on their like, fiancés. That's interesting.
1: And because of stress brought on by money, 41% of Americans report crying oh my goodness. at least once in the last three months. That so that's is a, a lot of stress.
0: That's a literally a, a sad stat. Mm-hmm. That breaks my heart to hear that. And lastly, 41% have experienced a panic attack oh, because wow. of money at some point in their life.
1: Yep. So it has an effect on you. And that's what's crazy is, again, it's not just the financial effect. It's everything else. It's the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. I mean, there's there's so much that money affects in our lives. So it's not just... Numbers and that's the one thing about math or about money that we talk about a lot on the show. It's not just about math. So you can argue interest rates and getting a loan and using, you know, instead of paying it off, use that money to invest in the market. You'll make a better return. It's smarter. To do. I mean, you can do math all day long, but that does not correlate to your mental, your spiritual your physical health. I mean, all of that. And that money plays a role in all of that.
0: Oh, yeah. And a lot of people that watch these videos, Rachel, they, they always come from like celebrities who have a ton of money. Yeah, and they're always right. like, hey, guys, I just want to let you know, money doesn't buy you happiness. <laughs> and they're like, easy for you to say, dude. I know, I know, totally. Like, totally. I would like to experience that. Yes. I want to have a lot of money so I can say that money is doesn't matter. Right,
1: right, And so right. I
0: understand where they're coming from. There's this angst about it of like, you don't get to tell me that kind of thing. Hmm. But there's so much truth in what Matthew McConaughey was saying, and what he really was pointing to is what we've been teaching for 30 years, which is financial peace. Yep. It's contentment with what you have, and that is what it's all about. And we teach, yes, build wealth and give, and that's great, but the end goal is not just that money's going to make you happy, so you should go get you some. Yep. The goal is get out of debt, have money in the bank so that you have peace and margin in your life to focus on what really matters. That's right. That's right. Which is your health, your career, your family. And yes, some of the stuff that money can buy. We want you to have nice stuff. Don't misunderstand. It's great to do that when you do it the right way. That's right. Intentionality.
1: Yeah. And money is just a tool. It's a tool to create a life that you love. Right. And so... Um, that's part of of what it's for, and it's not the end all, be all in life. But you can use it to to have access, like what he's saying, to have options, all of it. So, man, Matthew, just bring in the just bring
0: in the thunder, Matthew.
1: Well done. We love it. Such a deep thinker.
0: He is. I all respect m- that about M-M. him. Is that what you call him? Is that what he re-
1: <laughs> Matthew McConaughey? When he
0: was on your show, was he like Rachel? You can call me m M-M.
1: Call me m
0: <laughs> Call me Maddie. <laughs> he wasn't on my show, Rachel. We should get him on Smart Money Happy Hour to talk about this. that would be great. Matthew McConaughey, if you're listening, I assume (laughs) that you're a big fan. I know we were in your top Spotify (laughs) podcast. Get in touch with our team. We'd love to have you on. But it's true, Rachel. Money magnifies. We've said that before. It just makes you more of what you are. Yep. So if you're a jerk and you're a miserable person, well, man, you're going to be a rich jerk. And if you're generous while you don't have much, you're only going to become wildly generous. We call those people philanthropists. And so that encourages me. Uh, and it can be different for you if you're listening and you're feeling that stress you're one of those people who has cried who's had the panic attack who's felt that lump in your throat the knot in your stomach you can have what we call financial peace but it starts with deciding that enough is enough we're going to make some changes in our life do whatever it takes draw the line in the sand to change our family tree and do something different and so Financial Peace University the namesake is one of the best ways to do that so be sure to check that out we'll be back with more of The Ramsey Show This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, host of The Fine Print, Entree Leadership, and co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour, joined by best-selling author Rachel Cruz. And we are here for you, America, to help you with whatever you're dealing with when it comes to money and life. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Valerie is up next in San Francisco. Valerie, welcome to The Ramsey Show.
5: Hi George. Hi Rachel. I'm so excited to finally be talking to you guys.
0: We're, we've been waiting for you, Valerie. Thank <laughs> you for calling in. It's about time. <laughs> What's going on? Okay,
5: I have a. I just have a quick question. So, um, I recently got. I, so I tra- transitioned from being a part-time employee to finally being able to be full-time. Um, I just don't know how to readjust my budget because that did come with extra expenses.
0: Extra expenses. Yes. Okay, so you got a raise, going from part-time to full-time.
3: Like what? Mm-hmm. What's your extra expenses?
5: Um, so now I'm, because I work all over the Bay Area, I'm wasting, or not wasting, I'm using more on gas. Okay. Um, and then sometimes they do put us in a hotel, and some of the hotels are, um, they require like deposits, which... I've been prepared so far, but I just want to make sure I have enough set aside just sure. for that because they do hold on to my money. Yep, yep. Okay, that's cool. great. So, yeah, I mean, I would just,
1: uh, but obviously it's going to come with more income, right? Your, yes. Yes, uh, which is a great
0: thing. What are you making?
5: Um, so I am I now have the potential to make anywhere from 50000 to 68000 which okay. I'm on track to do.
0: All right. And do you have any debt? Yes, I do what are we talking
5: i'm um, so total i have about twenty nine thousand dollars left i have been working your baby steps um i'm still working on number two um and then i don't have a mortgage so it's roughly eleven thousand on my car um and then the rest would be so seven thousand on the personal loan and then the rest on credit cards.
0: okay so that's your next goal. Obviously, you're in the middle of that. And your question is about kind of managing this this extra money or managing the new expenses?
1: Just your new budget coming up?
5: Um, yes, my new budget, especially for next year. Um, so I'm still doing the minimum payments on all the cards and everything, and then I am putting everything towards the, uh, my first one. But I have found myself having to use um, a credit card just – um, for things that I didn't see coming, like that one time that I didn't know that they were going to ask for a deposit down, um, I immediately paid that part off, but it does, I want to make sure I have the money set aside so that I don't have to use my credit card.
0: So this sounds like it could be a, a buffer issue in your checking account as well. How much money do you have in there?
5: Uh, at the moment, about 150.
0: Okay. I would increase that. Um, you might need to, you know, slow down your debt payoff by just an inch, but have a little bit more, maybe a $500 cushion in the checking account, and you make sure it never goes below $500. That's kind of your your new zero. Okay. That'll probably help with these deposit issues you're experiencing so that you're not turning to the credit card, which, by the way, I would cut that thing up so that you can't even use it if you wanted to, because right now it's a rubber crutch.
5: Yes, <laughs> I figured you'd you tell me that. Yeah,
1: because Valerie, we want you to be your emergency fund. You know, you're gonna have your thousand dollars uh for baby mm-hmm. step one. You'll have some cushion in your checking account for when these kind of expenses come up, um and then you're just gonna be yeah, really diligent about the budget. And I think um just upping your gas, you're you're gonna be able to maybe estimate and say, okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to fill up this many more tanks of gas. Here's roughly what it's gonna be. Um, and And maybe you have a line item in your budget that every month you kind of just budget for those just in case things. You can call that miscellaneous, you can whatever it is. But if you know that there are expenses coming up, put those in the budget. And so you're able to kind of work around your life more. It's just it's more of that planning out. So if there is a deposit that you need, not only will you have the money in your checking out, but even you're planning for it in your budget.
0: What are you currently using to make your budget, Valerie? Uh,
5: I am using the every dollar app. It's just um, I wasn't sure where to put the like the, the deposit fees into, like what area.
0: Mm. Yeah, it it is temporary, so you can make the line item for hotel deposits, and if you know, hey, roughly I go to two hotels, it's about $200 a time, well, that money's coming back, but for now it helps you track it, and I'm going to yeah. gift you one year of our premium version of every dollar, so that it connects to your bank account, which will make this even easier. How does that sound?
5: <laughs> that would be amazing.
0: Awesome. Well, we're happy to do that. Too. I love that you are like so focused on this baby step, 2 You're going to do whatever it takes, and I think this little buffer issue will sort itself out, and uh, you'll be back on track. We are rooting for you. Great job, Valerie. Yeah, thanks for the question. Hang on the line. Austin will pick up, and we'll gift you one year of every dollar premium. <laughs> All right. Our question of the day comes from blinds.com. Their 100% satisfaction guarantee means even if you mismeasure or you pick the wrong color, they will remake your blinds for free. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save each. Even more. Be sure to use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal.
1: And today's question comes from Maxine in Texas. I only recently found you all, and on vacation last week, I bought the Total Money Makeover and read it in one night and finally excited that I can make a better future for myself. Thank you. My question is, when will it be appropriate for me to buy a dog? My last dog had numerous surgeries and was quite expensive, and I've learned since the last experience ways... That might reduce the expenses, but there is no guarantee.
0: Ooh.
1: We're dog people, We George? are dog people.
0: I've got two. You've got one currently? One, yes. Okay. But you've had dogs your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, Dave we love dogs. Dave and Sharon are dog people. Yeah. And what's fun, Rachel, we just did an episode on the Rachel Cruz Show, you and I, about pets and how much- <laughs> About dogs. Here's what it's called. How much having a pet is actually costing you. And uh, we kind of broke down the math and we had some hot takes of kind of like, hey, if you're really broke- it may not be the best time to get a pet because your pet deserves a good life you know it doesn't have yeah. to be a life of luxury but you got to be able to afford the vet visits and the food and the right kind of care and so i don't tell people hey wait till you're completely out of debt if you're going to get a pet. Right, right. That's not the spirit of this. Yeah,
1: and you want to be able to say, okay, reasonably, what breed? Because even breeds are have a different cost. You know that with I your have, uh, what's, what are they
0: called? Designer
1: dogs? Yeah, George has two and designer And people are dogs. very,
0: Rachel, the Adopt Don't Shop people have come at me.
1: Well, because I was going to say, there are a lot of dogs that you can adopt for free.
0: There are, but But they got mad at you. Yeah, like French the, Bulldogs, healthily bred, are really, you can't just find those at, Shelters, sure. As, you know, it's like trying to find a Gucci purse at a Goodwill. Like, can, can you find <laughs> it? Maybe, but it's rare. Mm-hmm. And so we decided we had the money, we budgeted for it, and yeah. we wanted this specific dog. That's so, right. Anyways, when will it be appropriate for me to buy a dog? When you can afford it. And I don't know your your financial situation. All we know is that you're on vacation ca- and you you have to the of right. money make I
1: know. Well, and I think you know mapping out when it's an ex- when it's a purchase like this. Just map out roughly, okay, you know, how much food is this dog going to need? Do some research on the breed you're looking at or if it's a, you know, a dog from the shelter. You can do rough math to say, okay, it's going to cost probably this much in food a month. Uh, how often do they need their, their shots and their vaccines? Like what, are we going to need pet sitters if we go out of town? You know, you can kind of run some scenarios and get a F, you know an estimate on what it costs per month. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are, and then... There, it
0: becomes a budget line item. And ours so is ours. Has you got to make sure you have that, and yep. also on the emergency fund side, I don't want you using your personal human emergency fund and draining it for the dog. And so I like having a separate little pile of money for the dog like a little sinking fund oh, for the animals yeah. and so that can be a great way to separate this out and go i'm going to put 50 bucks a month into the sinking fund for the animal are you a pet insurance fund. person we talked about that on the show that's right okay. and i've crunched the numbers we had it for a season like a wellness plan type thing but as i found the insurance companies almost always win and rarely is it going to be worth it and uh, so you're better off just taking that amount you were paying every month and putting it into that into emergency fund. fund yep and yeah, so right. it's really hard to like beat the system when it comes to these uh, pet insurance companies. So largely, it's just not worth it. Yeah. And some of them, there's like a wellness plan type thing. Some of those may be okay, but don't fall for, for the schemes, schemes if you will. The scams. But yeah, I mean, we love dogs, and you can do it very cheaply, and it can be very expensive. So there's a large spectrum, but the key That's is right. know what you're getting into, save for it, budget for it, do it all in cash, and make sure that you're prepared for an emergency. Great question. Thank you so much for it, Maxine. Uh, send us a picture of that, of that sweet pup once you get him. <laughs> More of your calls coming up. 888 825 is the number to call. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Folks, if you've gone through FPU, Financial Peace University, the chances are it's because someone in your life lit the fire under your butt. Mom and dad gave it to you as a gift, your pastor offered it at your church, or that, that one friend wouldn't stop talking about it. I'm sorry.
1: It. Is this what that said?
0: That's literally light what it says. Your
1: fire, light a fire under Yeah. Your butt.
0: That's how it works. It's a lot to get <laughs> someone sorry. to change their money like, life. Is that what I just heard? <laughs> okay. Keep going. I can't make this stuff up. So you finally took the class after maybe some some nodding, some prodding. Uh, you started working these baby steps, and now everything is different. You've changed your entire future. And so now you can do the same for someone else. You can give someone you care about, Financial Peace University, and share that same hope you've discovered with money. And with Christmas coming, this is the perfect time to do it. And when you give FPU as a gift, they're going to get more than just a course. They'll get the premium version of every dollar so they can start living on a budget. They'll join in on group calls with our team of financial coaches and so much more. So this Christmas, give the people you care about a gift that actually matters, and that's hope. That is freedom. So if you want to buy FPU as a gift, go to RamseySolutions.com slash give FPU. That's RamseySolutions.com G-I-V-E F-P-U. It
1: is a great gift. To Be, I mean, really, I mean, yes. it's like
0: it feels weird because, like, I'm gonna gift them like a thing that's like, get better with money,
1: yeah, no, but it's like, here's the thing that's that that's gonna that helps in general, regardless of whether you feel like you're great with money or not. So, yeah.
0: and you can also okay. al- always pair it with another little gift too to make it less of a focus if that's <laughs> if that's a worry for you, a concern, but it really is that it's a great gift and it is the gift that keeps on giving because if they become debt free because of that, that gift paid dividends, it's awesome. So, go check that out. All right, back to the phones we go. Nate joins us up next in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Nate, welcome to the show.
4: Hey, how are we doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. Love all you guys. Love listening to you guys. Oh, we we appreciate that. How
0: can we help today?
4: Uh, The question is, I heard you guys talking earlier about uh, if you're in debt not to be investing in uh, like your match for your company, it sounded like, or your 401k for the company. And I currently am and I'm in debt, obviously. Um, So I was wondering, should I stop investing? And then kind of like a little second question, and then should I take what I have in my 401k and help speedball and take it out to knock down my debt, or just keep plugging away and snowballing it the way I'm doing it now? The latter. For sure, do not pull any
0: any money out of your 401k, because it comes with a whole bunch of penalties and fees, and unplugging all of the growth. So, If you've been investing, it's okay. Just pause that and begin to use that extra cash flow that you now have to attack that debt aggressively.
4: Okay.
1: Yeah, because the reason is, Nate, the why behind that is we've just found when you can focus on one thing with your money, uh, you make progress so much faster. And then the benefit of being out of debt that much faster is that you don't have payments. So then you're able to say, okay, I can save up actual cash and have an emergency fund, which is baby step three. And then once all of that's taken care of, it's like you have this really solid financial foundation of no payments and emergency fund. And then you can go press play and invest 15% of your income into retirement. So into that 401k, Roth IRA and using those those retirement vehicles to build that wealth.
0: And I love the fire. It kind of lights under you when you're going, I'm missing out on the match. I really want to get back to that match. So I'm going to get out of debt even faster. The problem is a lot of people get comfortable because they're doing seven things at once and they're like, eh, I'm okay. And so I actually love the fact that we tell people to pause all investing because it is for folks that have a hard time with it. It's because they want to see that money grow. But you kind of have a house built on sand when you got a pile of debt, not a lot of money in the bank. You owe people money. It's just a scary place to be. Yeah. So, how much
1: debt do you have, Nate? I'm just curious.
0: Um,
4: probably around thirty-five thousand. Okay. I got. How much do you make um, a year? Anywhere from eighty to hundred.
1: Okay. So yeah, you can knock this debt out. Quickly, and I got
4: about eleven thousand in an emergency fund in my savings. Oh,
1: okay. <clears throat> yeah, well, I would I would drain that down, throw some okay. of that money. Um, I, how how's the thirty five divided? The debt is it cars? Um,
4: I got I got about eighty five hundred in uh, student loan, and then the rest. I know you guys are gonna yell at me. I took uh, Heloc out to consolidate some other debt and i got about twenty five thousand on that
1: on that okay i mean i'd pay off your student loan today nate i mean i would go ahead yeah. and just get what's the and payment on knock that? that
4: out uh the payment a month i actually just upped it because i paid off another thing so i'm paying about 180 a month on it right now okay
1: so yeah it's not going to free up like a ton a ton but yeah i would go ahead and knock that out so it's freed up then you got that extra like yeah 180 a month, plus other stuff to throw out the HELOC at the 25, and you could get it. I mean, yeah, you could be out. In the next year. Really quick, Nate, and then save up some cash for an emergency fund, and then press play on that investing, and how old are you? 36. Yeah. Yeah, Nate, I mean, that's exactly what I would do. I mean, and, and it's I, awesome and guess that you're- I I got
4: my house, sorry, and I guess I forgot the house debt. I got that down to hundred and. Forty-seven thousand, and I got it on a fifteen-year note, and I've got about thirteen years left.
1: That's great. Well, what we found is people doing the baby steps. Uh, that once they've paid off their consumer debts, they get their emergency fund, they invest in retirement. They actually are paying off their house on an average in seven years. It's amazing. So you're going to just have so much income freed up, and and then it kind of gets addicting where you're like, oh my gosh, what if I didn't have a mortgage, and and <laughs> going after that. So uh, so yeah, I'm excited for you. These these numbers That's, look really promising. You know how I am
4: now, the, the addiction's getting to me because I just been paying off a couple other smaller ones. And yeah, it's, it's really love getting it. me.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, congrats, Nate. Yeah, Thanks for calling.
0: Yeah, Rachel, this is a big thing people struggle with because they do the math on paper, and they're like, well, Rachel, wouldn't it make more sense to get the the free money and the match and watch this money grow? But we found that personal finance is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. And so math on paper only goes so far to actually change the way we behave when it comes to money, which is a much bigger factor than just math alone.
1: That's right. Changing our, and changing your habits. And again, for some people, it's uncomfortable to say, hey, we're going to pause investing to pay off that debt. But even, even that being uncomfortable... Is good for you. Do you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, if you keep doing the same thing you've been doing, comfortable you're, is
0: how we got here. You're going
1: to keep getting the same result, and so there's something about just shaking up the whole thing, Shake changing your habits completely, changing the way you've been viewing your money. You're going to get a completely different result, which is our goal.
0: Good stuff. All right, Trista joins us up next in Minneapolis. Trista, welcome to the show.
3: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. How can we help today?
3: Um, I am through baby step three. I just started um, my kids' is- um, education savings account and we're turning on our 401 again. Um, but lately to the last year I've been making double mortgage payments because we're in a house right now, but it's not, we're looking to move in the next two years. So my question basically is, should I keep making double payments and throw more equity into the home? Or should I be putting that into this, like a sinking fund for a deposit on another house?
0: I would continue making those double payments. I mean, it's a forced savings plan, and here's what that means. The money you would put elsewhere might get used elsewhere uh, because then you're like, well, we could upgrade this, and, you know, we could go on that vacation. Paying it into the mortgage is a great idea because when you go to sell that house, it's sitting there inside of the equity, and you're paying less towards interest every month on that mortgage. So there's all the reasons I have done that and continue to advise people to do it.
3: Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking about. I just wanted to make sure before I change anything. Yeah, you're doing great. And awesome. On. How
0: much longer till you pay off the house?
3: Uh, I think it's like uh, 30, 2032.
0: So 10 years from now.
3: But you're looking to move before then. Right. That yep. so
0: might change some things. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well,
3: well, well I'm looking at. I'm finishing college, and, and, and we're going to be getting more income in the next couple of years, so we just want to move into a bigger home for our family.
0: Way to go. How old are you two?
3: Uh, thirty
0: two and thirty seven. That is awesome.
3: Great job. I love
0: this, like just young people getting a hold of this stuff, going like, Hey, Baby what steps- if we didn't have a mortgage forever? How about that?
1: Baby steps four through six, right there. She's doing it. It's awesome. And we
0: have I've seen a trend with our debt free screamers. We're getting young people who aren't just paying off consumer debt, but their they're house, paying yes. off their house in their twenties and thirties. Yeah, it's crazy. Because their parents taught them. They went through Financial Peace University. <laughs> yeah. They got them on board and they're like oh, I didn't know that I didn't have to live with a payment forever. And so those are very inspiring because there could be a whole new generation, Rachel, of people in their 20s and 30s with no debt, not even a mortgage payment, Amazing! who are just building wealth and giving outrageously. That's inspiring. It's a
1: beautiful world. You just changed the country.
0: I'm here for it. I want to live in that world. And you guys are a part of it by following this plan, by doing the hard work. And we are so, so proud of you. Keep it up. This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from Proverbs twelve sixteen. A fool shows his annoyance at once, but a prudent man overlooks an insult. Hmm. Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec said, "One person's annoying is another's inspiring and heroic." <laughs> That's good. And that Proverbs one, it was, that hit me personally, Rachel. That, that's basically saying like, hey, maybe don't respond to the YouTube comments. That's what Proverbs was saying.
1: George will stir the pot out the me. We were talking about it earlier. I know. It's and widely like, known. And the team's like, be yourself on social media, you know. And, and George was like, well, if I am myself,
0: I'm going to go. I'm going to jump into the comments and stir up a ruckus. I just, I got to stand up to the bullies, Rachel. As someone who was like low-key bullied when I was younger, I'm not taking it as an adult.
1: I'm going to raise my fist and get back at them. I'm
0: intellectually stronger than they are. (laughs) Maybe not physically, (laughs) but that's social media. Well, uh, on a a brighter note, if we look into the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, we are getting ready for an exciting moment because Santa... Is coming to the Ramsey HQ and the Ramsey team members are bringing their kids to meet hey, Santa. Not just Santa. Is Mrs. Claus here too? There
1: are two Christmas thrones right now on the debt free stage. So wow. I'm assuming, assuming that there's going to be both. And we have 1,100 people that work here and majority, you know, I'd say a majority of them have kids. Yes. So there's about to be a lot of kids in the lobby of
0: Ramsey Solutions. You get to meet Santa, you get a free photo. St. Nick. How cool is that? I might get a photo with Santa before I leave today. <laughs> just just Please say Santa. I met the guy. I know him. Jolly old Saint Nick. I love it. I hope he doesn't smell like beef and cheese. <gasps> That's the goal. You're not Santa. <laughs> If you've you seen Elf, you a, know what we're talking about. Otherwise, you're very lives. confused.
1: Sit on a throne of lies.
0: How fun. It's a tradition a here. It's a tradition a here at Ramsey, and uh, we love it. We love it. There's going to be a lot of Christmas cheer in our lobby today. All right, let's go back to the phones. Sam joins us in Houston, Texas. Uh, Sam, welcome to the show. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. How about yourselves? We are doing uh,
2: swimmingly. How can we help today? So. Um I just finally became debt free. I Yay! paid off not only my student loans but my credit cards. That's awesome. So now I'm just trying to figure out what do I do. Like uh, I, just I retire, just man, paying off my <laughs> debt, Sam, and I'm just like, what do I do? Like it's oh.
1: <laughs> how much did you pay off?
2: Uh, I paid off nine thousand of student loans and then nine thousand of credit cards.
1: Good for you. Awesome. So great. Um, all right. Well, tactically, what do you do? You move on. To baby step three. Have you been saving for an emergency fund?
2: I already have that taken care of. Oh. Uh, this paycheck uh, finishes my three to six months of savings. Awesome! Great job,
1: Sam. We're clapping for you. So then
0: we're going to be at baby step four: investing fifteen percent of our income into retirement. Okay. And beyond that, I'm guessing you don't have kids.
2: Uh, no, I don't. I don't have kids. <laughs> okay, how old are you? I'm twenty-six. Awesome. And you're single, married. Uh, single for right
0: now. Okay. Well, the good news is you have a lot of life ahead of you, and life costs a lot of money, including engagement rings and weddings and houses. Are you are you currently a homeowner or are you renting?
2: Uh, currently, I actually live with my parents. So, uh, and I also don't have a car, so I'm just trying to figure out like what should I do first. Oh yeah, should there's I some goals. Give up for a car, yeah. like
0: mm-hmm. the one is, is getting. Crazy.
2: It's like
0: yeah, getting a vehicle. Have you looked at kind of what kind of car you'd
2: want and how much you can afford? Um, i I've been looking at cars. They're just really expensive. I mean, realistically, before this car craziness, I just wanted a Honda Accord. Like, yes, that's all I wanted. But Sam is my kind of guy. a Honda man.
1: <laughs> how much do you make a year, Sam?
2: Uh, I make sixty a year.
1: Sixty, okay. Well, listen, cars, yeah, I mean, brand new ones are going to cost expensive. you, yeah, but you can go get a used car.
0: Could you get a, a $15,000
2: Honda Accord? Yeah, I mean, I, I just got to look for it because the ones they're charging fifteen thousand are charging 15000 are, I've seen 2010s, they have like 180,000 miles, so I'm like... I I know Hondas are great, but I don't know how much life out of two hundred thousand they have. Well, I would uh, I would do
1: a dollar amount, Sam, and say, hey, here's you know whatever you want to save, fifteen thousand, seventeen thousand, whatever it is, and then look to see what cars are in that range because there's still great cars. Honda mm-hmm. Civics obviously are wonderful, but there's other great, uh, great cars besides that. Toyota Camrys, you know, you could go along mm-hmm. the list if you just want a reliable car, and you can find those sam that aren't going to cost you a time they are not eaters like an
0: autotrader.com and sort and buy your zip code and filter it by price yeah and you can even negotiate with folks on facebook marketplace or craigslist but make sure to do a pre-purchase inspection when it comes to a used car to do your due diligence because you're buying these cars as is which means as soon as you drive that thing off the lot if anything goes wrong there's no going back Right. So, so
1: Sam I think you're so to answer your question why you called I would be investing 15% of my income into retirement I would be taking any extra cash mm-hmm. to save up for this car and then once mm-hmm. you have your car then my next goal is to move out of your parents house and whether that's renting somewhere for a little bit um, versus mm-hmm. saving up a down payment but um, I, mean, I, I would rent while saving up. Yeah, yeah, I would probably rent while saving up Maybe because for a you're few 26 years. and you're making great money. You've done incredible mm-hmm. with your money this far. And like we said to a caller earlier on the show, there's just something, Sam, about living on your own. Um, Again, living with your parents for a time is not terrible. You know, it's not like we're completely against that, but there is a level of dignity mm-hmm. for you that there's just something about taking care of yourself that you're in charge of paying the bills. You, you look at money even a little differently even with that um, you know the food situation you look in the refrigerator you're like oh it's up to me to get the eggs I need yeah. bread it just it it there's just this percentage of that extra dignity and adulthood that you experience which I think is really healthy and and, it, and who knows even where the motivation can be out of that within your job and it changes the way maybe even you work and maybe you get a raise I don't know there's just there's a lot of ripple effects out of that so that would be after you get the car, my next goal would be to move out, rent for a little bit, and start saving up for a down payment on a home. If that's where if that's where you want to go,
0: yeah, that's huge. And every single person listening right now, if you're going, okay, what what's next for me? What are my goals? A great way to filter it is through our seven baby steps, where we say get a $1,000 emergency fund, get out of consumer debt. get the emergency fund fully funded three to six months, start investing 15%, save for kids college, pay off the house early, build wealth and give. That's kind of the open-ended piece of the puzzle. Right. But man, that's a journey right there.
1: It is. And it so is. part of it is
0: just making sure you have those goals. And as we head into a new year, it's that time where we all go, oh, there's those resolutions from last year that I <laughs> never accomplished. But I want to encourage you guys, at some point, someone said, you know what, this is going to be the year. that I actually do it. I actually become debt-free. I get that emergency fund. And uh, Rachel and I and Dr. John Deloney, we created this goal planner to help folks with that, to walk alongside them with a lot of teaching, not just blank spaces, Mm -hmm. uh, to help you stay focused on those goals with your money, your faith, your relationships, areas you definitely want to be focused in on. But we want to cheer you guys on this year. I want to see all of our callers accomplish their goals.
1: Yeah, and, and we have so many new listeners too, I think through the podcast and through YouTube. And just to encourage you guys, that if you've not fully like, you know, dove into this plan, number one, it's proven. We've proved it over thirty years. Millions of people have gone through this, and it's incredible the freedom that they've experienced. We want that for everyone, but we always say that first step, that baby step one, sometimes it's the hardest step to take. Not because it's saving up that thousand dollars, but it's it's acknowledging, okay, I'm going to change the way I've been handling my money, and change is scary, George. Oh yeah, when you're not used to something there's the unknown it can create a level of anxiety and it's like i don't know if i want to engage this because i even if what i'm doing i'm not really happy with the end result i at least i'm comfortable because i know i can predict what's going on the devil you know to change it is hard and so i just want to encourage all of you guys that is like you're even cautious about that first step just do it do the plan for six months we're in december right now i would say you know do it through may May of 2023. And if you absolutely hate it.
3: (laughs)
0: You can go back to whatever you you were doing before. That's right.
1: But give it some time and really commit to it. And it's amazing what ends up happening. Because common sense and the truth will always prevail. Whew
0: that'll preach yeah you can't be Dave-ish. you got to fully commit to the ramsey plan uh, before you start yelling at us that it didn't work okay <laughs> That's right. there you go good hour rachel thank you so much to uh my awesome co-host rachel cruz all of you listening all the folks in the booth austin and will and james and josh and andrew and zach uh we're gonna be back with you america don't worry we'll be back soon but until next time be sure to spend wisely save intentionally and give generously love a good day brand want to see the latest ramsey show videos going viral check out your favorite moments from the ramsey show on youtube go watch and subscribe to the ramsey show channel on youtube
2: hey it's james producer of the ramsey show this episode is over but check the
0: episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode thanks for listening